The day a star fell, it was almost like... Like seeing something out of a dream. Nothing more or less than, than a breathtaking view. But why won't you even look Let's hit the cafe the later. Thanks, but I gotta go to work. You I can't stand this place anymore. It's too small and close-knit. Please make me a taco boy, my next having some strange dreams lately. Like a dream about someone else's life. What is this? <gasps> what? Could this? Could this mean? In our dreams, that girl and I were switching places! Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. <laughs> I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. Um, and today we're talking about the 2016 anime film your name. This was Devin's pick for our romance theme month of February. Um, I don't have much else to say except for, are you guys recording on Audacity? Because I forgot to check. I am. Okay. Ryan is not. No, <laughs> I am now. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to just hand it over to Devin and take it away. All right. Away. Cool. So a little bit of background on this movie. Uh, Your Name is a 2016 critically acclaimed romance fantasy film by the director Matoko Sing, uh, Sinkai, uh, who has also done The Place Promised in Our Early Days, The Garden of Words, and Five Centimeters Per Second, which is a terrible joke waiting to happen, I think. Um, it, <laughs> uh, the original version of it uh, features... Uh, Ryanazuke Kamiki and Mone Kamishi Hisayari. Uh, clearly, I am well practiced at these words. Uh, the most important person here, though, or not most important, but somebody that I think you guys will, will be kind of pumped about is the character designs are done by uh, Masashi Ando, who's the character designer for Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Animatrix, Ghost in the Shell. So, like, pretty, like, yeah, pretty big guns here. You caught me on those last two. You caught me on those <laughs> That's why I added them. I was like, I think, I think Ryan knows about this. Yeah. One. Um. So before I like dive too much into like the history of this and and talk about all of the accolades, let's just talk about personal experience because I want to hear what you guys thought. So I saw this movie a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's always been on my list ever since I heard that it was you know up there as one of like the better ones, and everyone talked about how great it was, and I was like, okay, this is something I gotta watch. So I watched it, and I clearly wanted to talk about it. Now, you two have been teasing me all week, or at least since you watched the movie, and not telling me what you think about it, and I need to know what you yeah. think about it. Okay. In so, any particular order, okay. please tell me. I'll go first. So after okay. I watched this movie, I messaged Devin, like mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Devin, I have one thing to say to you about this movie. Wow. Um, I absolutely, with all of my soul, loved this movie. Oh, good. Okay. I, <laughs> I said to my wife, this might be my favorite movie that we've watched for this show. Wow. Which is a high bar, and I can't think of anything else that I liked as much as this. Um, and we'll get into the details as to why, but... It just, I knew nothing about it going in. 
I have one mm-hmm. request for the future, Devin, and that's give me more anime. <laughs> I'll try. Uh, because I, I like this more than Spirited Away. Oh, wow. Which, I if even if you don't know much about anime, like that's, that's high praise. Um, but yeah, I yeah. absolutely loved this movie. And... Ugh. I ended Ryan ended up renting this off of Amazon for ninety nine cents. I rented it from Apple for like five bucks. To- totally not mad about it. Totally worth the investment. So, wow, I was wondering how you guys. And also, the other follow up question to this is: uh, Did you guys watch dub or sub? I don't care. I'm not one of those people. I just am curious. I did dubbed. You did dubbed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Ryan, what, what did you think? I I I really when you said. The name of the movie i was confused but then when i saw the movie poster on amazon i know that mm-hmm. i'd seen it before oh um, and it was one of those things where it was like uh i think i told you that like i knew memes from this and that uh-huh. was a complete guess because it sounded familiar and i just happened to be right um <laughs> so so uh so so there's that there and then i double checked that and they they are horrible memes but anyway we're not going to get into that anyway um so i wasn't expecting any of this like i wasn't expecting the plot i wasn't expecting you know what to happen happened this movie's great like yeah i would put this on par with like other little live action movies that that i like um Let's try to mm-hmm. avoid spoilers for people in the chat who haven't seen this, because it looks like some people are going to have to check this out. So let's try to avoid spoilers for as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds I, great. I think there are, there are some... I know, I know. I'm just say, oh, saying it now so we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil okay. it for anyone out there, because... Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, I, I wasn't expecting what they were going to do in this. Um, there were some aspects that, because it's an anime, I just knew they were going to do. Which mm-hmm. I don't, you know, which we may or may not get into. Um, but I watched it dubbed. You watched it dubbed? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. De- Devin, how about you? How did you watch this? The first time I watched it, I watched it subbed. Um, just because I'm lazy and it was the first thing that came up on, on Netflix was subbed. <laughs> and I was like, all right, guess this is how I'm watching it. I, and then I rewatched I wish, it today. I almost rewatched this movie. I never usually do that for something that's new, new to me. But I almost uh-huh. rewatched this today. Oh, I did rewatch it today because I was like, I need, I need to make sure I remember all of this. Yeah, and I took extensive notes. <laughs> um. So, Ryan, I, I talked about how yeah. I teased Devin a little bit about the movie. What did you do in response to this movie right away? <laughs> um. Any any TikToks or anything? <laughs> okay. So, okay. Good. So I, I was wondering when you're going to get to that because I, I oh. completely like I. Today's been crazy since like one yeah. o'clock, so I kind of forgot about some of this, um, but not this part. So I feel like there's another reason you forgot. On. Yeah, go ahead. So, so I put the movie on, and I wasn't expecting the like pop punk, like postcore, like mm-hmm. like music at the beginning. And I played it, and I was like, I was you know, I was getting laundry together to put it, you know, like a. I was throwing clean laundry in front of the TV so I could fold laundry and watch the movie at the same time. And mm-hmm. I started like bobbing my head to it and I'm like, Oh, and so then I went back over. I, um, I re I, uh, put the movie, I put the movie back to like the very beginning 
and uh-huh. I just started recording myself like headbanging to it, like towards the beginning. And I probably did like three or four different videos, and that was the best one. So that's the one I sent to you guys. Yeah, he sent us this video, and I was like, "Well, that's going on social media." And I was like, "No, you're not doing that." But I. So all this yeah. to say, you can now follow. You have to watch this podcast on TikTok. We've had the account for a, since our Borat episode, but we finally posted not one, but two videos on there. Uh, so we're going to be using that as well as everything else to do like short little recommendations for stuff. I posted a recommendation to a movie about sea shanties because sea shanties are in right now. That's crazy to me. 2021 is off to a great start. <laughs> it's um, a weird year, man. But yeah, so Ryan was hesitant to have us put that out there, but I think in the chat sea shanties were always in yes they're but, always uh, in now they're all over the place yeah. um yeah no, but, oh i love that things where, the thing was like it was it was it was supposed to be a quick joke and then you said hey let's put that out there i'm like no 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 you're not you're not doing that and then i rewatched the video like maybe two or three times and i'm like you know this is fine yeah, yeah put it out that's you know it's, whatever. Do it. yeah. it's fun so, it's fun yeah. it, it's a fun video yeah mm-hmm. so the one thing I did want to ask is, uh, you guys, Ryan touched on this actually. The vid, this movie almost lost me a couple of times. There were a couple of scenes where I was like, "Oh no!" And one of those was actually right off the bat when it had its own like theme song and like intro <laughs> sequence. I went, "What is this?" And, like, is that? Does anybody know is that more common? And I'm just like, am, am weird and missed it, or I don't know much about animes. This is the second anime yeah. that I've seen. If you don't count Digimon the movie. Uh, <laughs> should always count it yeah i don't know i assume that's a thing that happens i also don't know if that was like i what did the song sound like in the subbed version because in our version it was english oh it was i mean even in the dubbed version i watched today all the songs were were like just j-pop okay so i mean i i actually kind of like that um I don't was it weird with the songs in English? No, it was more like Ryan, you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it was kinda like Blink one eighty two esque, like each song. <laughs> like if was it? if if Blink one eighty two came out today. Yeah. That's what it would sound like. Like it was kind of more kind of like a pop punk, like uh take the band a day to remember mm-hmm. and throw in some glitter. That sounds fun. I like that. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, it, it, was, it was to to me though it worked because I mean, like both of the kids, I mean, both both of the main characters, and I don't believe this is spoilers, are uh-huh. both in school. They're both in public school. They're both below the age of eighteen. So mm-hmm. to me, this sounded like the kind of music that they would listen to, you know, like kind of yeah. like kind of like the rock music you'd find on on like a popular radio station for like top forty for teenagers. So to mm-hmm. me, it worked. All you know. All of it. I mean, it's also the type of music that I like. So there's that too. Yeah. Huh. Um, so for those of you that don't know, because it sounds like we have some people who are interested in watching this, the plot of the movie, and this isn't anything spoilery, this is just basically what you get on like the on the like little IMDB blurb, is it's basically Freaky Friday in Japan. Uh, it is uh, a young schoolboy, I think they're 17 years old, uh, switches bodies, uh, falling asleep. Uh, they do it like once or two, two or three times a week. Uh, switches bodies with um, a a random girl. She lives in the country. He lives in Tokyo. Um, that's kind of the premise for it. 
that premise alone, and that's kind of like what all of like the non-spoilery reviews will tell you about it, that premise alone made me hold off on this movie for a while. Because I went, I've seen Freaky Friday, I know what they're going to do. <laughs> I I didn't know what was going on for this movie at all until they oh really explained. yeah you didn't you didn't give anything away with the plot uh no. except for that it was vaguely romantic yeah um i really if i had heard this was the plot of this movie i would be like oh that's interesting i don't know if i want to yeah. watch this but yeah. i'm really glad that i did it's it's one of those body switching movies like it's a different kind of body switching because it's not consistent like it they alternate days pretty much mm-hmm. and that's an interesting take on it and then they use technology to communicate with each other like they'll leave memos on each other's phones which yeah. i think is i think is brilliant um and i'm sure the live a- they're going to do a live action remake of this and ruin it uh st- starring scarlett johansson um <laughs> but i really enjoyed um that take on this kind of story. Mm-hmm. I, it was yeah, what did you think, Ryan? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, I'll, I'll get into my, my issue with it then in a, oh, good. In a okay. second. So, so, um, body switching is one of those things that even without freaky Friday, just kind of like, it's a premise that doesn't really interest me because I'm like, Oh, okay. There's only so many things you can do with that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I kind of see body switching movies the same way I see fighting movies. And we already mm-hmm. talked about that for a little bit. So, <laughs> um, but they did it in a way that was actually fun and interesting. And if you're going into it, you don't know this, which we're talking about it. So if you're watching this and you haven't seen it yet, sorry. Um, <laughs> but if you go into it and you don't know that, like, like me, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, that was weird behavior for a girl in the morning. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It's going to be interesting the way. <laughs> Actually, that part I almost almost lost me too. <laughs> so to expand on that just a little bit, um, it's two teenagers switching bodies. When the boy switches into the girl's body, guess what? The first thing he grabs is. Yep. Ex- yes. <laughs> can I can I can and- I do that on Twitch? <laughs> I almost uh, it almost lost me at that point. I was like, this is gross, but it had a really honestly, it had a funny payoff. Well, it it, it had a funny pay payoff. And to be perfectly honest, I mean, if you were to wake up with a woman's body, wouldn't you be kind of freaking out and going, oh, my God, is this real and kind of doing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there gets to a certain point, though, where it's like, okay, come on. Okay, the best on. part of that, though, was the little sister being like, you're playing with your boobs again? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the one thing... So, yeah, go ahead. The one thing that the, the back and forth reminded me of, and I've never seen this movie, so... Um, it reminded me... Like, I felt like there was something we didn't know about this. Um, mm-hmm. It gave me kind of the Lake House vibes, because the whole premise of that movie is Keanu Reeves... And Sandra Bullock are writing each other letters in this mailbox at this mm-hmm. lake house. Um, and there's a time thing going on. Like one of them is not, they're not in the same time. So I mm-hmm. kind of should have expected that. Because mm-hmm. like, I, I was comparing this movie to that 
as we as I was watching it. And there's a twist in here that I should have saw coming. But the fact that I it completely caught me off guard when it happened blew me away. The way they handled time in this. You know I'm a sucker for a time travel movie. Um <laughs> time travel romance is like my thing, I guess, which is a weird That's sub-genre. awesome. But, a good genre. But yeah, like I had you guys watch Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. This mm-hmm. is like this is right there up there with it with that. Um cuz it handles time so well and does this really cool thing using this comet and their uh their history in Japan. Like I really loved what they did with in this movie. And I don't want to say too much. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for people. Like part of the reason we do this show is so people will watch movies they haven't seen. I don't want to spoil too much of the end of this movie. So I think that's all I'm going to say about that twist. I don't want to go. I really don't want to go into the whole third act of this film. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I think the most I'll say is it's good and it's everything I wanted it to be. I think like it had a payoff better than most movies this genre did. I yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I really don't want to say too much more about the third act of this film because uh, it does take a, it takes a turn um, and it becomes a different kind suggestion. of it becomes a yeah. different kind of movie at the end. What's up? I have a suggestion. We can do like we can talk about the stuff that isn't the third act and then maybe mm-hmm. we could poss- possibly do like a, a separate, you know, recording. Maybe put the third. And, oh, you know, yeah. We could we could put the third act out there so we can do this with everybody watching without r- 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 ruining it for, for everybody. But then we can still talk about the last half. That That's, that's a good, good call. Cause I mean, I, there are things I do want to touch on in the last half that I yeah. just don't want to touch on here. Same here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm happy you both liked the movie. Was there anything you didn't like about it? Like, is there any, like any kind of joke? And if you want, I can start. Um, I feel like some of the comedy in it was a little bit like, I'm a preteen and my body's weird. And like, I feel like that was like more of the jokes than not. And like, fine. But like, it would have been, it would have been funny if it was, or it would have been nice if it had like different kind of variety of humor, I think. I mean, I kind of expect that from, this is, this sounds bad. I kind of expect that kind of humor from anime. Like, I I don't know why. I feel like that's just the kind of humor I get in these most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I can't think of anything I didn't like about this movie. Oh wow! That yeah, high praise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing. Ryan, so. is there anything you didn't like? I mean, I like anything that comes from Japan. I really do, and it's yeah. because I love their architecture. Uh, I mean, like, I love I love the way their buildings look. I love the way the cars look. I love the way that their streets and just everything about Japan. I like the way it aesthetically looks. And Mm -hmm. so I've got no complaint about how anything looked in the, uh, in it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to amend what Ryan just said. Ryan loves anything from Japan, except for Ninja Turtles (laughs) three. That that never happened. Is that from Japan? That never happened. It takes place in Japan. It never happened. Ninja Turtles three, was a student film and college students broke into the studio and stole the costumes and decided to make a student film and it 
you know, got an A for being a college film, and so they picked it up and just made a bunch of money on it. Hey, I want to watch this movie now. Be nice when you talk about college films. We made one of those. We did. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was better than Ninja Turtles 3. Devin, you know what we need to do on Twitch? What do we need to do on Twitch? We need to show Ryan our movie on Twitch. Because we own the rights to that. We do. We have a live react to it. I mean, I I own the rights to that, so... Ryan yeah, loves. We the can idea. premiere can that tell. on Twitch. Oh man, we're gonna do that. That's gonna. We're be... doing it. It's gonna yeah. be so good. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So I love it, it, Ryan. Anyone watching in the chat? What is your favorite body swap movie? I meant to ask this a while ago, and then I think I just. Oh forgot. yeah. What's your favorite body swap movie? Comedy, drama. Because they just came out with one that's that I think is interesting, where it was like, uh, like a teenage girl body swaps with a serial killer. Yeah. Played by I Vince Vaughn. Yeah, freaky. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. I want to see that movie. I, that's I, like a better version of the an- – no, not the animal, the hot chick, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> a yeah. better version of the hot chick. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. It's me, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in You here. just reminded me that the hot yeah. chick existed, and now I'm a little you mad. You just reminded me that Rob <laughs> Schneider existed, and I'm very mad. <laughs> oh, Rob Schneider. The movie is funny. It It is legitimately funny. Yeah. I mean, Devin just quoted it. It's of its time. It I is quoted of it? its time. Yes, you know. Or was that Alan that did that? I oh, mean, Alan did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, Devin, how did I, I quote it? I got really He got excited. us confused because we're both wearing flannels. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Zordon to call both of you to your Zords. That's all. <laughs> I'll take Blue Ranger. I'll take Blue Ranger any day. I don't know where my yeah, mouth no, went. You, you're wearing red. So, uh, okay. I thought you were going to grab your uh, your helmet behind you. I was going like, to grab yeah. my Morpher. Yeah. I thought the Christmas my Ranger. Here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know but, where my Morpher yeah. is. Zordon's going to kill me. I lost my Morpher. <laughs> When it comes to body morphing movies, I would have to say mm-hmm. this one. This one? Yeah, because, I mean, like, I'm not really, like I said, that genre really doesn't appeal to me. And this is probably the one way that I would enjoy it, being animated, regardless of the animation style. I think I agree, because I, eventually I get sick of the life lesson, like, wow, my life really was better than I thought <laughs> it was. I'm so glad you taught me that mom slash other weird person that's now in my body. Yeah. And I just, I'm glad the movie doesn't go there. I, very loose spoilers, I guess, but it doesn't go there. And I'm glad it doesn't go there because, like, I hate that moral so much. Like, it just, for me, it's just so overdone. Yeah. And that's um, where all that stuff leads. So. Mm hmm. Yeah. So we're just about halfway through the show, and I want to. Uh, I want to introduce you guys to something that I think you may hate about this movie. Okay, go for it. Um, Because I'm glad we were talking high praise. I found something I hate about this movie. Uh, Right now, Paramount is in the works for a live-action remake of this movie. Starring Scarlett Johansson? No, they don't have a cast yet, but it is directed and written by... uh, Actually, you know what? Guess. Who's writing and directing this movie? It is a common director that we've talked about a bunch. Ron Howard. <laughs> I wish. Oh, uh, I I don't know. Oh, please tell me it's Shane Black. I oh, would, no. I would love it if it was Shane Black. John Favreau? Please tell me it's Shane Black. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. What? Yeah, it's Abrams. I like that. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, J.J. Abrams, and then I don't know if you know who Eric Hesterer is. Hold on, I gotta buy my tickets right now. (laughs) If I see one lens lens flare in this. This is gonna be 99% lens flare. Of course it's going to be. They changed the setting, and I want to know what you guys think about it. The setting for the live-action movie is going to be uh, Chicago for the city, and is going to be rural Illinois. Um, The female character is still going to live rural. She's going to be Native American, and the uh, main character, I guess, is just going to be um, everything you think of when you think of a Chicagoan. I'm sure he'll be eating deep-dish pizza and watching a Cubs game or something. And have the last name of like Trubisky and yeah. Polish and Irish, right? Exactly. So, uh, I mean, it, it's it's whatever. I mean, okay. So first, <laughs> I want to ask you a question because okay, I I just because I think it's silly the way that you said originally why like the way you built this up like the first thing you said about you know like you know it's like guys I think I found something I really hate about this movie I yeah I want to ask you about that because. I want to make sure you worded your statement correctly. Sure. Go ahead. You said, I found one thing I hate about this movie, and Mm -hmm. here it is. Yeah. So does that make you actually not like the animated version of this that we just watched? Or... Or or are are you upset that they're making a live-action version of this? I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword, because that's a good question. I absolutely don't like they're making a live-action version of this. I don't think I've seen a good live-action to... or animate a live-action movie. I think Alita Battle Angel is probably the closest to, like, that transition done well. Yeah. Um, I agree. But I, I don't know. I'm very weird about this, where I kind of like art to be art, and it just to exist in the form that it was supposed to exist in. This movie okay. was meant to be an anime. It was meant to have these visuals, this storytelling, this pace, and these okay. characters. I don't okay. think it gains anything from the translation. Here's can, – can I counterpoint that for a second? Please do. Go for it. There is a mindset, and I'm guilty of this, where mm-hmm. no matter how like, – let's take a movie like Spirited Away. Okay. Uh, I've heard for years how great that film was, and I just never got around to it because anime is not really my thing. Right. Um, I think making animes into adapting them into live action for a different language audience lets people experience those stories in a different way that's more accessible to them. Uh, I don't. I like. I'm always hesitant of anything that gets adapted to a different language. Like if they were to remake uh, Parasite into English, which I think they are with Mark Ruffalo for HBO because everything's going to HBO. Um, But like the Brian Cranston, Kevin Hart movie um, where Brian Cranston was in a wheelchair. That was based on a French film, the untouchables. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I that was a, like a fair adaptation. Like I'm not going to sit down and watch a movie in French unless I have to. <laughs> um, but I still haven't seen that movie either. So I, I think I think there is something to be said about uh, a- adaptations for a different audience just to give people and it might even expose more people to the original. Like if I went and saw this JJ uh, Abrams produced, not directed, Devin, you got my hopes up. Oh, it's um, produced. He's oh, producing, no. Yeah. Uh. Um, 
And then afterwards, like, yeah, that was okay. But people are like, oh, you have to check out the anime. It's so much better. I, I would watch it, and, and watch I might, it. I might appreciate this more. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, there's that because Devin, you've got to understand, there is a lot of people who mm-hmm. think, oh, it's an anime, and they automatically think of the weird person they know that wears cat ears. <laughs> I mean, and, I get that. And 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 think I'm not one of those people, but I'm just like that is the truth. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. out there that look at anime and they go, oh, anime, and they think of like you know, the anime girls that they see on stickers on skateboards or on like yeah. cars. So there, so, I mean, there's already like a, like a de interest in it. So when you do something live action, you can take a really good story. They've only failed at this, except for the one you mentioned, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, and they could get more people to, you know, be interested in the original. But m- my main purpose of my question is that mm-hmm. why, why does making a live action version of something that you like automatically not make you partially not like what you like to begin with? It's, it's like the, and I thought about this too. It's a little bit like your favorite band selling out, like back in like, Oh my God, just sell it. Like in those days, like I, it's the same reason I don't like alternate endings in movies. I really don't like alternate endings in movies. Because I okay. think that if I, I understand shooting multiple, but then I think at some point you need to sit down and you need to be like, this work of art is this. It this is the ending to it. There are no other endings that I wanted to do because this is how to best tie up this story. And I think a lot of alternate endings go against the original. Some of the, a lot of the ones I've seen go against the original message and take what the artist loved about the thing or, or why they created it and kind of go against it either for movie reasons or for producer reasons or for you know budgetary reasons and i think that it should just be what it is and i think that taking this thing that i love and making it a live action is changing it from what it is to okay sure i guess my idea that i had that was great could be anything now see you're allowed to fight me on this (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fight you on that because i do agree to the core of what you're saying i think a lot of Mm -hmm. alternate endings are shot to avoid spoilers. Um, but sure. I could think of an example, which we haven't done on the show yet. Have you guys seen the movie yesterday? The The Beatles never existed, so I'm going to write all of their songs. No, I haven't seen that. No. So there's an alternate ending to that. Um, and I'll spoil it because it's not. it doesn't really have anything. That, it doesn't really change the meaning of the film at all. But mm-hmm. the end, end of this uh, movie where the Beatles never exist, uh, he makes a reference to Harry Potter. Uh, or one of them makes a his girlfriend makes a reference to Harry Potter and he's like who so like Harry Potter never existed either and then there's an alternate ending where he makes the reference to Harry Potter and she has Uh no idea what he's talking about oh got it like it it alternates so oh no he she he makes the no yeah, it alternates. So one of them knows who Harry Potter is. Uh-huh. It doesn't really change anything at all. It's just like I can be right. I can see that screenplay being like, now is it better if he doesn't know who Harry Potter is or she doesn't know who Harry or mm-hmm. who Harry Potter is? So okay. I personally nah. thought it was better with the girlfriend knowing who Harry Potter was and then everyone else forgetting. Like right. I would have much rather had yeah. that ending than um the the one that we got. So, uh, okay, so Devin, um, 
I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh-huh. I like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The live action version of Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. is its own thing. And it does not affect the way that I look at the anime. It doesn't make the anime no. worse for you. No, it doesn't because it's its own thing. And it's not like to me, it's like, okay, so I guess I had this goes back to my issue that I had when the Ghostbusters movies came out. Uh-huh. And everybody was like they got all upset that like the new Ghostbuster movie like ruined their childhood and the Ghostbusters were my favorite movies and this is coming out and why would you do this? Like, no, to yeah. me, that's how I'm seeing what you're saying. You're saying oh, I'm... <laughs> you're saying like to me uh-huh. when when you say that a live action version of this movie would mm-hmm. make you not like the other one, mm-hmm. you know, the original one, I I can't wrap my head around that because the actual film, the thing that you like, has no bearing on if a live action version of it gets made or not. Like, it would be, it would basically be if, you know, the doctor that was in the room when I was born, you know, like, without my knowledge, took some of my DNA and cloned me. Am I going to hate my clone or am I going to hate the doctor? Let's find out. Come on. No. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, I mean, so, 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 I mean, if you're going to be upset at, uh, at anybody for this or any, you know, thing for this, mm-hmm. find out who sold the rights. Be mad at that person. Oh, yeah. Not uh, yeah. In the chat, like, the chat has brought up Avatar The Last Airbender and the live action remake of that by Um Night Shyamalan. Mm. I, so. uh, that's a good, so I actually recently watched Avatar The Last Airbender, like not, I haven't seen the movie, I watched the, the show, and it was great, but it was just like always in the back of my mind, like this like threat that like, I could watch this in live action right now, and it's not going to be this good. Uh, and it, for some reason for me, it's hard to split that up. Like it's hard for me to go, okay, this is its own thing, regardless of everything that's around it almost in the same way that it's hard for me to separate, like, if I were to watch a, a movie with somebody who's done something wrong in it, okay. like, for me to separate, like, that bad person. So we, we teased, I made a joke about it earlier, but let's look at it outside of anime. Uh, let's look at the Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and I'm kind of regretting not wearing that t-shirt right now. So you have this TV show, you have the comics, you have this cartoon on Saturday mornings in the 80s, and then you have this series of films that are live action. And you get a lot of fun stuff from those movies, but you don't mm-hmm. get Ro- Beat Bop and Rocksteady. You don't get Kang. You don't get a whole bunch of stuff that's in the cartoon right. because there's only so much you can do in a two-hour movie. Whereas in the series, you can deep dive into these other villains, uh, different character arcs. Like It's the whole reason that Disney Plus is moving on into doing series for these Marvel uh, series and Star Wars. Like you can deep dive into characters and moments and explore the world more in a series than you can in a two-hour movie. And I think that's fair. The movies can be what they are. Like I love Secret of the Ooze, but and that's Ninja Turtles to me. But I never grew up with the cartoon. Like I, oh, wow. I, I would watch it occasionally, but I had that movie on VHS. So that's the Ninja Turtles I know. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it to, to stay on the topic of the turtles. I grew up with the cartoon. Yeah. Like, 
I, for years, I grew up with the cartoon before the movies came out. Uh-huh. And to me, the movies, as a little kid, the live-action turtles, the costumes, were mm-hmm. as close as you could to how they looked in a very simply drawn two-dimensional children's cartoon. So it was yeah. fine. And you'll find a lot of people who are my age and older who feel the same way about that, that those live-action movies did, you know, that they were good enough for what the cartoon was. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when the new Turtles came out, those movies came out, it didn't affect the way that I saw the other movies. I still liked them fine. Yeah. That's, I don't, that's, that's my rod in your side again, Devin. No, I mean, you're right. You're, you no, you're totally right about that. And, and to be fair, I have that where like, I like the Ninja Turtles. The animated one is my Ninja Turtles. The Michael Bay Ninja Turtles do not bug me at all. They can go live in their own thing. Yeah. I don't know why. And I haven't like explored my thoughts enough on this yet to understand why I don't like the fact that this is going to be live action so much. All I know is that when I heard Paramount was picking up for live action, I went, uh, <laughs> and then like, like groaned so loud, the whole apartment complex could hear me. I mean, it's what Hollywood does. Um, yeah. It, it's a thing. Like it's, I'm trying to think of a, not a good example of it, but I, I, I don't know. Death Note anime I mean, was a great yeah. live act. Okay. Death Note anime was great and the live action was not great in the chat. I mean that's that's so right though. I mean it's it's kind of like that where like Death Note was great if you guys have ever seen it. It's fun. Yeah. Um the the live action was was not as great. Um and I think I'm just worried that this thing I like is going to not be a good thing. And that's, you know. I think that's with, just my little I weird think with thing. Bad robot involved, you'll get some interesting visuals. Um mm-hmm. Because there's money behind it. Like, I I look at anything with bad robot's name on it as quality. Like, maybe not the sure. best quality, but quality. <laughs> and and then there's Cloverfield Paradox. Um, but it's be, it's being produced by J.J. Abrams, like we said. But it's it's got two directors listed. Lee Isaac Chung, which I, I'm not familiar with his work mm-hmm. uh, from looking at his IMDb. And then there's a second director listed as the original director. So I don't know if he's still involved in the project, but Mark, oh. Mark Webb, who did mm-hmm. the amazing Spider-Man films and 500 uh-huh. days of summer. So I think if you had the director of 500 days of summer doing this story, cause I don't know if you've seen that movie, but I it's have. very, um, uh, what's the best word to describe this? It's very, abstract there are some like there's a whole musical number in the middle of it for no reason at all right. and I, th- I think if you had somebody with that kind of stuff like that movie's very stylized i think that style would fit this very well um yeah that's a good I, I could even see this movie that working like a live action of this working with just joseph gordon levitt and zoe deschanel like <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think they're the age that they want to do for this so no no i mean that's a yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know that was the director, and I think I like that about it, because I think, I, I am right, you're right, like, 500 Days of Summer was very stylized in the same way that this needs to be. Also, this is so early on in production, it might not happen. Oh, is it really that early? I thought yeah. it was, like, all but being filmed right now. It, it's been announced, um, but they haven't, yeah. like, they probably just grabbed the rights to it, and I I don't know if it's going to happen. So I wouldn't get no. too, too, I wouldn't get too upset about it. 
you might not ever yeah. see it. So good. Well, that and Devin, one thing too that I just thought of when Alan was huh? talking. Chicago's a good pick. If if uh, if was it you would do this in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. Because like Tokyo, Chicago has a. I mean, the United States sucks when it comes to public transit, but when it comes to public transit, Chicago's a good one, especially for trains yeah. and subways. Which like what? There was a good chunk of this movie. Like so, some important scenes happened on trains when they were passing each other. Yeah, right. And Chicago has a pretty decent localized rail network. So yeah, good, so good. They yeah. used it in Spider-Man too. Yeah, <laughs> they did though, didn't they? Yeah. If you oh, ever see, cool. if you ever see in movies um, any shots around an elevated subway train platform, eighty percent chance they're in Chicago filming that scene. There's a couple places in New York that have the elevated trains, but the majority of like the decent amount of all those shots from in movies are are done in Chicago around the L. And it's just Chicago is a beautiful city in general. Like Chicago is is definitely like top five for me. (laughs) The biggest the biggest issue I have with the live action remake of this is the Native American aspect to it. Yeah, that was a weird take. I mean, I get it based on this movie, but. It just feels weird to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, they need the spiritual connection. Yeah. There's that. But, I mean, you you could also do somebody who is, like, Buddhist or Hindu or something. Right. The thing with Northern Illinois is that there are a decent amount of Native Americans in that part of the state. Oh. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. So... Being that she's Native American out in, like, the Chicago suburbs, well, far out in the Chicago suburbs, probably, like, two hours outside the city by rail. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, there's, uh, uh, yeah, no, there's parks that are named after um, historical figures. Uh, there's reserv- there, there are small, there are uh, very small reservations out there hmm. around, uh, within, like, a five-mile drive of the city. So, I mean, that part does make sense. That's a good point. It, it, it yeah, makes I, sense. Yeah. I just, I'm, I worry about them being disrespectful. Oh, doing it wrong completely. Yeah. You've got, yeah. You have to walk the right line in that Exactly. Way. There's this really bad trend in movies where Native American individuals are portrayed as just being magic for some reason. And I, it's a little bit old. I mean, they did it in like Brother Bear, like. The Simpsons does it like once every three seasons. Like <laughs> do that's, they really? That's usually how they do the uh, the future episodes. Uh, like, no, like, it's a good point. Like yeah. the, the one is Bart sneaking into an Indian conce- a Native American casino, and he, like the security gets him and just shows him his future at a fire. That's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Okay. Um. um go ahead. I want to. I want to talk about food. Yes. Okay. Before, of, yeah. Before yes. we do that, I have a question for Devin yeah. because I'm. Okay. I'm going to forget. Bef- so they have the ritual at the beginning of the film where yes. they pour this liquid into a thing. What was that? What was going on there? Kichikami sake. Yeah. Go Ryan. Go. Okay. Sake. It is a alcohol that is made by okay. chewing on rice. I know and what sake is. And spinning yeah. it out, and then you let it sit. And then that eventually turns into alcohol. It is one of the Gross. oldest known forms of. That's alcohol. how they make sake. 
Well, that's how they used to make sake. I don't know how they make sake now. That's how they make like that kind, at least. Yeah. That is that is like the extremely extremely old version of making sake, from what I know. Yeah. No. That's it's not gross. sake yeah. nowadays. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I mean, that's not sake okay, now. that makes a lot more sense because I didn't know what was going on and why like the 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 asshole kids were making fun of her. Well, uh, right. her friends, her friends show up when the yeah. male friend shows up, and like he's sitting, uh, he's standing next to um, the, the other friend. Huh? They talk about it. Okay. They say it right there. I mean, you probably missed it, but they do explain that that's what sake is. Okay. And I think he says, "Oh, I can't believe they used to make sake that way." And he's like, "Yeah, he, he yeah. makes like that face." Okay. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Honestly, I thought she was peeing in a cup. I didn't know what was going on. I was so confused. <laughs> okay. Okay, so but no, it makes sense. it makes sense. It makes sense. We're yeah, good. No, That's... I have a, I have a, I have a short story about sake that's worthy of this show. We I'm got... excited. Okay. Back when my dad used to work for the uh, uh, Chicago Parks Department when when mm-hmm. was he was in high school. Um, he. The night before Easter, when he was supposed to go out and, like, hide all the Easter eggs for all the kids showing up to, like, find Easter eggs in the one city park, um, he went to a party. And he didn't know what to drink, and everybody was drinking beer, and he wanted to be unique. And he found a bottle of old sake in one of the co- uh, um, in one of the cabinets, and he drank the whole bottle. And later oh that, and so he woke up the next morning with the world's worst hangover and went out to hide the Easter eggs, you know, in the morning. And he'd been begging his boss for overtime. And his boss said, hey, the Easter Bunny guy called off. Do you want to fill in for it? And my dad's was like caught between saying no, even though he's been asking for overtime forever, and saying yes and dealing with the hangover. So end of story, my dad was a hungover Easter Bunny on so- um, on Saki, helping little kids find Easter eggs one, one Easter morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. In a, in a full... In a full-blown head-to-toe 1970s Easter Bunny costume, Ugh. it had to have been warm and gross. Messing with kids, having pictures taken, all of that. Ugh, no That's thanks. Not. So you kind of carried on the. Were you hungover when you were the Easter Bunny back when we worked at the place that shall not be named? Uh, I wish. <laughs> it would have made the experience better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I so that's my butt when I was in that costume once. Huh? <laughs> Wait, what were you going to say earlier, Ryan? Yeah, about food. Let's old, talk about food. Uh, about food. Okay, food. So, I don't know what it is about anime. Am, am, I don't know what it is about anime and food, but that is one of the best art forms for drawing food ever. Uh, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Even like bad food looks good. And, and, and when I mean bad, I mean like, you know, old food. You know, like you know, not not warm, not cold when it's supposed to be cold. Like, you know, not good food. But it still looks great. Like, I want to reach into the screen. Like, mine. <laughs> <laughs> they went on, They there's a part where he eats, like, just a salad, with like a side salad and a sandwich. And I'm like, I want a side salad and a sandwich yeah. real bad now. <laughs> yeah, I want that ramen. Like, I just want yes. good ramen. <laughs> oh, man. It just, this the food in this movie looks exceptional and i want all of it yeah i'm i guess i'm kind of conditioned now to watch anime and then go get sushi uh (laughs) because yesterday after i watched this i was like i kind of want sushi 
Um, I, because I was after... just gifted a sushi making kit for my birthday Ooh. and paired with this movie is dangerous. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, after we did Spirited Away about two years ago, Ryan mm. and I went and got sushi. We should have done that for this, Ryan. Why weren't? Why didn't we do that? <laughs> oh. I I don't know, but we should have. That stuff was good too. I got like a little sandwich square sushi where it was the Ooh. pressed rice as like the bread, and then yeah. it was all the layers of, of of like the sushi in it. That's awesome. Nice. Again, you put stuff in a sandwich form. I'll eat it. All right. <laughs> what else do we want to talk about with this before we? wrap this up um i had one more weird little fact that i thought was pretty cool about the movie um and i have a dumb fact i'll talk about later okay. but first off uh this is a disaster movie obviously um and not obviously I'm not spoil... we, we haven't really talked about why that is so yeah um and i'm not gonna spoil it or, or anything like that but uh the idea for this movie came to the director um, after the the great earthquake in Japan in 2011, okay, which I thought was really interesting, that something so horrible like that could like spawn something that's as nice as this. Oh, that explains a lot for me, which I'll Does get it? into when we talk about. Yeah, we do our spoiler thing. Later. Yeah, I'll mention that there because that like I'm like I'm being. I'm being brought back to when yeah. that happened and I'm getting the rush of emotions I had when I, I'll get into yeah. it later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and what, what was yeah. your other fact? My other fact is, uh, I found out what the, um, the main character girl, what her name and her family's names are and dang it. So her name is Mitsuha, which means three leaves. Her grandmother's name is Hitoa, which is one leaf. Her mother is Futaba, which is two leaves. And her sister is Yoshua, which is four leaves. Their family is just increments of leaves. Hmm. I guess that's fun. I'm like, come on. Oh, cool. So they actually have a legit family tree then. They have a, <laughs> right. <laughs> a real family, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to. I was, no, it was good. <laughs> the leaf doesn't fall too far from the tree. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So one thing I'm going to say that's non-spoilery that I really liked about this movie is I liked how they captured motion. Like when they were in the vehicles um, and they showed them driving. This is one thing I see in anime that I don't see in any other type of animated animated art form when it comes to like movies and shows. The driver's actually driving. He's not just like holding the steering wheel stiff. And it's not, you know, just going like this and the car is going in a straight line. When the car jumps, the steering wheel jumps. When he makes a turn, the steering wheel, like, it's so realistic. And it's one of the things I love about anime. It's the little things that they do that grounds the stuff in reality. And that's what I like about it so much. And this film did an excellent job at that. They did a good job of making transportation look very cool here. Um just like even like there's like a picture of like tokyo rush hour traffic and i was like how beautiful yeah no <laughs> yeah i i didn't really have much to say on that no um, i mean yeah it's, it's, it's there's so much to, visually in here that i i loved um mm-hmm. because the the 
the overarching thing of this movie is there's a comet in the sky and the way they show that is beautiful throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much else we can say without getting into the spoilers. I don't want to spoil this movie for the chat. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So the best thing I can say is if you have not seen your name, go check it out. Uh, I highly recommend this film more than I recommend anything else for this show, which is weird because <laughs> it's not my pick. Um, it's really good. It's worth the time. I think it's 99 cents to rent on Amazon right now. So go check that out. Um, We're going to probably wrap up the stream here shortly. Um, Let's talk a bit about next week, which is my pick. Uh, Sticking with the romance theme for the month of February. My pick's a little bit out there, a little bit more out there than Devin's pick this week. Um, So there are some couples like Romeo and Juliet, like, Couples that just go together. Uh, they're just known, like, Bonnie and Clyde. And the movie I'm picking for next week has to deal with one of those couples. Kermit and Miss Piggy. Uh, <laughs> so so next week, we will be talking about the Muppet movie. The original Muppet movie from... Let me check the year, because I, I don't have it in front of me. Um... 1979. That's what I thought. I just wanted to double check. The original Muppet movie from 1979 with Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Oh. It is my pick. Devin has only ever seen a Muppet Christmas Carol, so I wanted to make Devin watch this movie for the longest time. Uh, and it just happens to work out that next week the Muppet show is dropping on Disney+. Plus. So in honor of that and the Muppets... We will be watching the Muppet movie. So if you want to join us in our you have to watch this movie club and and we can all talk about the Muppet movie next week. We'll talk about it on camera. You can talk about it in the chat. Um, It's going to be a good time. I'm excited for it. Uh, Ryan, are you excited for the Muppet movie? Yeah, I I love the Muppet movies. And. And was any time that Alan, that you and I can disprove Devin on like a weird quirk that he has about movies, I'm all for. So, <laughs> let's. I'm sure I'm gonna have a weird quirk about this movie. I'm sure. Just I think you're gonna be them. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, okay. Really. Be- okay. Because it's not just the Muppets in it. So. Yeah. That's all I'll say. You're oh, going- it better be more Michael Caine. You're going to understand why the Muppets are so – you're going to understand why the Muppets are as popular as they are after you see this movie. You're going to finally understand it. So this is what launched them into, like, mainstream? Like, this This was was the point for them? This was around the time of the Muppet show. We'll get into it next week. Okay, Okay, cool. Okay, You'll finally understand it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But until then, uh, tune in next week for the Muppet movie on You Have to Watch This Podcast. Uh, Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. Uh, Gotta get used to saying that. You can listen to our show on all major podcasting platforms. You can subscribe to our YouTube, and you can follow us here on Twitch. Um, Yeah, so we're going to if you want to 
if you're watching and you want to hear us talk about the rest of your name, go check out the podcast. We will be, I'll put the time code for where we start talking about spoilers in the description for anyone who wants to hear us talk about the rest of the film. Uh, we just don't want to spoil it for anyone here on Twitch. So uh, go find us on any major podcasting platform or our YouTube page where we post the final episodes. We're going to get into spoilers now for your name. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. <laughs> the die. best version of that joke you could have done. Because you called us out on it. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I'm did so glad. I did. Um, I called you guys out on it. And I'm so happy that you guys refrained. Yes. Until now. Um, <laughs> okay. So the big twist in this is that she is living three years in the past and dies in a natural disaster. Um, I had a feeling there was a time thing going on. I did not expect her to be dead. And that's what threw me and just drew me in even deeper to this story that I was already enjoying, but I was like, Oh my God, really? Like, how does this resolve itself? Does this have a happy ending? Like that, that just, I was on the edge of my seat the rest of this movie because of that. That actually, that part of it. So um, I was watching this movie just kind of in the living room and, you know, I, Romana was around doing, you know, doing her own thing. And then that part happened and she went, Oh, and then like sat down to watch the movie with me and finished out the movie, uh, which I think is just cool. Like it's, it's, not where I expected the movie to go. I didn't expect the time thing, which I guess I should have, but it was, it was interesting enough that I'm like, what are they going to do with this? I, I kind of expected the time thing when they're talking about magical hour and all of that with the sunset, I kind of expected something like that. And like the afterworld is like, okay, is somebody going to die? There's a lot of setup in this movie that is confusing. If you don't watch the whole way through, Um, (laughs) like the whole father is the mayor thing. Like, that doesn't really seem that important until the third act. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Ryan, what do you well, think? To me, I mean, I didn't see it coming because I've seen enough anime to me. I was like, okay, so I've seen enough anime that I knew some type of societal thing was going to get destroyed because some type of societal thing always gets destroyed, whether it be a village, a town, uh, a city, something gets blown up or knocked down. It's an anime. It's going to happen. So I figured something like that was going to happen. Um, When she did the whole thing of like ripping off her like ribbon and throwing it at him and like yelling the name, like I figured, okay, so there's going to be a link because an anime, that's the thing. You know, mm-hmm. the ribbon is going to signify something. And then when they started doing the body switching, I was like, oh, okay, he must still have the ribbon. And then they kept on showing the red the red ribbon on his wrist. Yeah. Like, okay, there's that. I wasn't expecting the whole time thing. And I never even thought about the reference to, like, the afterworld and everything else because they've shown that they kind of live at a shrine, I, from right. what I could notice. And so to me, it was just, oh, okay, culture. Because this movie wasn't made for the U.S., it was made for people in Japan to enjoy a, you know, a Japanese movie. So I just figured that was just like, you know, them putting Christianity in in an American film. Yeah. So I never really, you know, thought anything of that. And then the whole time thing happened, I'm like, oh, okay, this is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I mean, that red ribbon is like a Japanese tradition. Like, uh, apparently, Japanese culture, they believe that, like, soulmates are conjoined together by this invisible red ribbon. So, like, they actually just took this, like, Japanese tradition and made it, like, an actual part of the plot, which I thought was really cool. Oh, I wish I could find... So, there is an Irish or a, a Scottish or Irish tradition where married couples put, like, a cord around their hand during Oh yeah. Uh, during the ceremony. My wife and I did that. We still have our cord. It's in a shadow Aww. box. And she made it. So, I mean, you've got things that span cultures, and I find that that's really cool. Yeah. So... Where else, what else do we want to talk about with this? I mean, so I almost let it slip a little bit during the podcast that this was a disaster movie. And then I was like, oh, I have to backpedal a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think the only, one of the things that I was most shocked about, I think, and that I'm curious how they're going to pull off in real life, is that, like, a piece of a comet fell, destroyed a whole village, and, like, people are just semi-not aware of it even though I guess it happened relatively, I don't know how close Tokyo is to the the town that, that she was living in, but like, he just like was not aware that this happened until like halfway through the movie. I but think it's I, one of those things that he probably re- like knew about, but just back of your mind, 24 hour news cycle. It's one of those things that you just forget about. Sure. But it, it could also be too, that this whole thing with him going back and forth between the two bodies and being so obsessed over, you know, like what was going on. And I feel like they showed that they both had issues with their memory when all of this was going on. So sure. I'm wondering if when this started, he, because I mean, they started, it seems so he was in her body first yeah. before she was in his, I think from if I remember how the how it goes mm-hmm. and I feel like when that started happening there were aspects of their lives that even they couldn't remember when they were back in their own bodies and I feel like that might have been one of them I think yeah well and I think that helps solve one of the big questions I think I still have after two watches of this movie is like why would they suddenly cry like there was that one scene where she like wakes up and she's crying and I think even the voiceover was like, I keep crying and I don't know why. I, okay. I, the way I interpreted that is you ever have a dream that's so real that you wake up and you just feel sad that you're not in that yeah. dream anymore. I feel like it was that, like you wake uh, up and you're just, something feels off and you just feel like you want to cry. I feel like it was just them crying. Like they, because the way the film plays out, they're soulmates and like right. you get, they get to be part, like they have this connection with the soulmates and then that's lost the next day when they wake up. And then it's just like, you have that hole in your heart. So yeah. I think, I think it's that, um, hell, I remember a time within the last year where I just woke up and was bawling my eyes out because I had a dream that was so mm-hmm. realistic about, uh, my aunt who passed away. Oh, wow. I just woke up because I was dreaming about my niece and then my aunt was there and she gave me a hug and I woke up and I was just bawling. Oh. Um, so like that didn't seem too off to me, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess that yeah. makes sense. I like that description of it better than like the Romana asked me about that while I was watching it again. And I was like, I, I came up with something like, Oh, cause they remember that 
they something's gonna happen, but they don't remember that they remember. And like your explanation is much better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's how I took it. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, the. So. What I want to, the question that the question that I have, and this is kind of skipping ahead, but we're talking mm-hmm. about the third act and spoilers, and hopefully people had seen or as part of it. Um, mm-hmm. So was her soul communicating with him, or was this that whole time travel thing where it was just like her of that month in 2013? Was communicating with him on on the phone in 2016 or 2017. Like, is that how this worked? Where like she was time traveling from 2013 to 2016, and then he was going back? Yeah, I think so. I think okay, so. Good. Yeah, that I works. Yeah, <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't read too much into the whole text message calendar thing. Cause that's like a weird, if you think about that too much, it doesn't make any sense at all, but time travel. Yeah, I was, yeah, no, I was I doing mean, that too. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really the text message thing. It was just the fact that like, I was thinking, okay, so it's either time travel. Cause I mean, to be honest, like during the, you know, like after they said that it happened like three years ago, I wasn't thinking time travel. I was thinking like afterlife. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, after they that do, point, they do talk about the, uh, the afterlife a bit in this yeah and she lived at that shrine and she did the whole cultural stuff so i was thinking okay well maybe she was in tuned but i also was uh at at the beginning she like runs down the stairs and says that Mm -hmm. i just you know she says that i want to be a handsome boy living in tokyo yeah and i'm thinking to myself i'm like i've never seen this angle done before in an anime (laughs) this is going to be kind of interesting but then they went a different route with it so yeah, yeah, that that was definitely a thing that I was not expecting. Um, yeah. I'm glad they didn't go that route because that would have been a whole different movie. Um, <laughs> so I didn't put together the whole tsunami thing. Yeah. Um, and it makes a lot more sense. Ryan, your face was you're, you're unfrozen now, but you were frozen for like the last two minutes in the face. Like, <laughs> I took it. Was? A, yeah. You we could hear you fine, but your face was frozen. Yeah, I know. It's fine. It's I gotta yeah. go to work because it's jumping back and forth between the cable and the Wi Fi and that's what's happening. I uh, I, oh. I gotta play with the settings later to get okay. that fixed. You're but fine. um No so um, reason- Yeah, let's talk let's talk about uh the tsunami allegory. Link. Yeah. 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 So uh should lead this off, probably. Mm-hmm. So when that happened in 2011, I was playing video games at home. I didn't have to work the next day. It's like one o'clock to one in the morning. And I turned off my Xbox 360 because I was playing like, you know, modern warfare, call of duty or something like that. That was popular in 2011. Turned off the TV. Well, I, I turned off the console and whatever mm-hmm. channel I was on was broadcasting a live signal from the BBC world service from a helicopter that was following the tsunami live about oh, wow. 10 minutes after it hit shore. And cool. I watched people drive off of roads and through farm fields trying to drive away from the wave. I saw mm-hmm. cars get swept up. 
I saw cars yeah. turn down dead ends and get stuck and get swept away. I saw homes get swept away. I saw people swimming in the water trying to get the guardrails on the highway. I saw people drown. I probably saw yeah. whole families drown in vehicles. And I saw homes floating, and it brought me back to where my family lived through the 1993 flood in Alton, mm -hmm. Illinois, when I was younger. And we never lost our home, but the bottom half of our town was gone. After, wow. well, not not gone, but like partially destroyed. Um, mm -hmm. And so it brought me back to that. And of course, there's the tragedy of seeing what I was watching. And when I was watching this movie towards the, you know, in like the first half of this film, I'm like, this town looks a lot like those little towns I saw in that news footage that got swept away. Right. And, and you know, we, we haven't really talked about this yet, but that comet that we kept on referring to in this movie, half of it falls off and smashes the town. Right. And when it smashes the town, there's that lake and the water gets pushed up and it's and it washes those homes away and those businesses and those cars. And it was shot for shot what I watched live in the middle of the night in 2011. And yeah. that's why when Devin said that I had that reaction because it just it all came back. Mm -hmm. And good. Real, I mean, real good, quick. Good for this movie. Yeah. Devin, yeah. do you remember the tsunami? Were you watching the footage, too, or? I, I was not watching this live. I was kind of vaguely aware that it was happening, but it was one of those things where like I it was so far away from me and I was so twenty one at the time that like yeah. I, I just complete it almost completely passed me okay. over. Because it's just weird. I remember watching this on CNN too, like just watching oh, the yeah. aftermath of everything. So it's just it'd be weird if all three of us were just watching this that that night. That would be really um, Oh, you watched it live too. Yeah. Wow. I think it was a little bit later than Ryan was, but yeah, like. Well, that's the one thing that I think the movie does well is that it handles disaster well. I mean, the, the director said that he was um, he was inspired by seeing the disaster of a town that had gotten swept up in the flood and thinking this could have been me. The only reason this isn't me is entirely random. And like, what if this had been me? And like, that's what sparked this movie. And that's like the kind of creative, great idea that could only come from tragedy that I think I really appreciate about this movie. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. um... I mean, it's heartbreaking. Like when he finds her name in that ledger of the people that passed away, like yeah. at that part, you're like, oh, because you go to like this character too. And then the most tragic part about that is that he forgets why he's there towards the end of it. Yep. Yeah. He, you know, he just, he just blank. It just goes away. That, the whole them forgetting everything aspect of this was gut-wrenching to me. Because you go through all of this and then you just lose it all. And I think that's why I was so drawn to the end of this film. Because they do a time jump and then like they keep passing each other but they don't know it. Mm -hmm. um, until they finally do meet up and then they just both start crying. And I think that that goes back to the waking up and crying thing where they, they finally find each other. So they're crying again because they made that connection again. Right. So, yeah. So, um, God, I love this movie. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I want to talk about the, the whole plan about trying to warn, warn the town. I thought oh, yeah. it was hysterical that three teenagers could plan something like this out and 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 how what 
seemed like the most ridiculous part of it they could pull off but they couldn't pull off what seemed like would be the easiest part the easy part right like, like you know like okay yeah no my you know it's like they set up the uh uh the the the, the male friend uh-huh. wanna wanna be boyfriend they set yeah. him up that his dad works at a quarry and they work with explosives mm-hmm. and um and they and they work with explosives and uh that he's buddies with the mayor and then the mayor's daughter is his like you know he want he he wants a relationship with her that's apparent mm-hmm. um and i just i find it funny that they were able to steal the steal the explosives break into the power you know break in not to the power plant but to like the converters i guess like the power hub yeah. like yeah. the power station blow that up get down to town and then they were able to get the sirens going and then you had the teenage you know friend saying the speaker and i'm i'm like i'm really surprised people weren't moving because to me from everything i know about japanese culture and i could be completely wrong and obviously uh-huh. i'm an american saying this or so i probably am i thought they just moved you know like you're kind of you know like sirens are going off you go to where you're told to go to be safe because you know it's just Every time I see a special on, mm-hmm. you know, like tsunami awareness and stuff like that, they not to like, get I'm political, amazed. not to get political. But if 2020 co- taught me anything, <laughs> it's yeah. that that's not surprising at all. People. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay, um, so, they got to They got to play their little carnival games. Yeah. They'll go yeah, do that. True, true. But it's just I just find it funny that like you have the siren going off and they're saying what they're saying over the speaker and they're running through run, run, run. And everybody's well, just like, what? what? Well, I think it. I think the big thing is you don't have the police or the firefighters running and reacting to it as well. Right. Which, and when they don't. The guy says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The whole the you're going to come with us in the morning and train with the explosives thing was like. Like for me, that that feel felt really out of place. Yeah. But then I was like, afterwards, I was like, I know better. That's just Chekhov's gun. Like that's gonna play, pay off later. I was like, you're. I was like, I'm an idiot. Like that. It felt off at the time. I was like, that's why it make it makes sense. Like I had that exact same thing about the teacher that was teaching them about like Twilight. Like I've never sat in a classroom in my life where they're like, did you know ghosts come out at Twilight? Like, that's never happened in my entire education. And I was like, why are they teaching them about this? I'd rather them teach that about that Twilight than the uh, vampire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been in cultural studies classes where we talked about that kind of stuff. Oh, really? In high school, yeah. So that never really seemed odd to me. And I knew the dad worked, worked at a quarry, and I've seen enough animes where they have overbearing parents to where mm-hmm. you're coming out to learn how to use explosives tomorrow. It, it that was like, oh okay, overbearing father. Like that's got it. <laughs> Check. Like, like... <laughs> what did you guys think of the, the confrontation scene with the dad though? Where Mitsua talks like as like it was her but the boy was in her body where she finally confronts the dad. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. To me if I had Alan's skills and I'm pointing because to me Alan's right here on my screen. Um I would take Wayne's World and take a cut where Garth is talking about going into his lawyer's office and grabbing him by the tie and say, hey, man, I'm not going to jail for you or anybody. (laughs) I'm going to cut that scene where she comes over and grabs him by the tie, and that's going to be Garth yelling at his lawyer to me. (laughs) Let me write it down for the list. 
<laughs> oh, perfect. Because I, I do need to make... I have that list somewhere. I need to go through and actually make the stuff. And then, of course, you would have to, like, kind of, like, uh, kind of, like, uh, kind of, like, loop her grabbing the father's tie, from maybe two seconds, and then just put yeah. Garth's, like, you know, explanation over what's going on and just cut out the audio from it to make it look like, <laughs> you know, like, that's how Garth sees himself yelling at this fictional lawyer. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> I'm an idiot because I was like, I'm writing down here and I couldn't see what I was writing for the microphone. So I leaned forward. And I'm like, I could just move my mic. <laughs> <laughs> the easy solution. Just move the mic. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say except for I really love this movie. Yeah. Like, have, I, have, I, have I told yeah. you guys that? I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so um, glad. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Okay, so there was one little slip thing that I thought was interesting that I thought added mm -hmm. to it. Um, okay. The grandmother says, who are you? And she and the boy in the girl's body goes, you've known this whole time. And I, I'm still not convinced that the grandmother knew. She just mm -hmm. figured that she was having the same dreams that her and her daughter did and her mother did because then they talk about how like oh the family and they show the old pictures of like the old family members uh, um atop the like the room mm -hmm. um that connected with what the male friend says about how oh did you know that this lake was created by a crater that landed a thousand years ago so like is this is there more of a spiritual thing to this? There has to be. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I don't see I see the two meteors landing in practically the same spot as more than coincidence. So there's yeah. something there's something going on there. I yeah. I like that the film doesn't go into it too much because if it got too spiritual, it would probably lose some people, but I think there's just enough there to be entertaining and you can think about it however you want. I think yeah. it's when it comes to spiritual stuff, I don't need answers. Like if you just want to say this is a spiritual connection, then that's great. I don't need to know I don't need any more than that. Um but that's 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 me. Um, but yeah, I, I I think there's more going on there that we don't know about, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I hope they don't really explore it too much in the J.J. Abrams reboot. But <laughs> well, they talk about it a little bit, and it's interesting how they talk when they when they're making the the braids. They say that like the it was the fire. They like the the temple caught on fire originally. The only thing that like survived the fire was the physical actions of the traditions. They don't know why they do them anymore. So, like, they they do the what's it, Kitsukume Sake, I yeah. think it's called, and and they do that, and they do the um, they do like the the braids, and they're not sure what the significance is, and I'm sure it has to do with a meteor, and I'm sure they could have gone on this deep dive into it, but I think you're right. I think I like the fact that there are questions at the end. Yeah, because yeah. because because I mean they don't know the answers themselves. Right. Which, which, you know, is there because, I mean, I think the only explanation we get is that, like, like the ribbon, time folds in on itself, it's wrapped around, when it breaks, it reconnects, and, like, they talk about that, and I yeah. feel like that's where, like, everything goes, like, there's something with the asteroid and everything else, 
Um, to me, in my mind, being the anime fan that I am, that's like mm-hmm. on the surface event, like I'm not really that deep into it, but like uh-huh. to me, this is in the same realm as like Neon Genesis Evangelion. And people oh, yeah. who are and people who are anime fans can yell at me if I'm like really off base here, and that's totally fine. Um, because in the way that that show is set up, you've got these things that show up on Earth and they're there to like renew the Earth and destroy mm-hmm. everything and bring it back. And to me, this whole asteroid thing landing every thousand years and honestly, the the the, the writing in this sounds a lot like the writing from Evangelion. Oh, and wow. so I got that connection with like things that they were saying, you know, a lot of like, who am I? Why am I here? Like, there's a lot of that inner monologue that's in that too. And so to me, I say, um, I think of this like asteroid thing happening as like, I feel like this movie is the prequel to the Eve, uh, to the <laughs> neon, uh, to the neon Genesis movies. This is like the prequel oh, wow. to it. Okay. So I'm going to watch this and then I'm going to watch the rest of the series. <laughs> so, so Devin, Good. real quick, we didn't really touch on yeah. this at all yet did the what came first the movie or the graphic novel the movie the movie okay. the graphic novel is a direct an adaptation it, it, uh, oh okay so the yeah. three the three volumes are just the different so i don't I, I won't get more from the graphic novels than i got from the movie no see that much i don't know because they have a really good uh track record i mean the people who do the graphic novelizations have a good track record of adding story where there wasn't and expanding on it. Okay. Uh, they do an excellent job with like video game adaptations where they make these like deep stories out of like Zelda games. So like, I, I would say that you might get more of a story from it. Okay. I were, I just requested all three volumes from the library. Yes. So... That's awesome. You have to let me know. Yeah. Devin, you sound surprised that you could pull a deep story out of Zelda. I I'm, I'm not, talking about the ones that have the deep stories i'm talking about like they do one uh what is it a link i forget link's awakening which has like the game one, boy game yeah the game boy game which yeah, has one it has one really cool story and a cool ending but the lead up to it is link goes to a dungeon link finds a thing thing gets him into next dungeon link goes to dungeon link finds a thing Thing. And like, and, and it's that until he gets to the big, cool plot point. Um, but they do a good job of filling those in with the different characters, and they add more relationship moments to that journey that make it an entirely fulfilling journey, and not just wow, what a cool ending that was. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I feel like I need to bring this up. Yeah. Um, I've never played a single Zelda game. What? Okay. What are you doing? No, 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 no. I completely understand that. Like, um, Alex, oh, yeah? are you um, are are you a fan at all of like the Final Fantasy games? No. I under- it's fine. I am. I like all of it. It's See, so um, yeah. There's a there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. I I really like the story. Uh, like, I really like the story of the game Doctor Mario. It's Mario, <laughs> but he's a doctor. He's a doctor I, now. I feel like you can make a great movie out of that. A plumber who just gets a doctor's license. There's a horse in the hospital. Oh like, my god! Could you imagine a sequel <laughs> to the Mario Brothers movie where he gets his doctorate degree? Only if they get the original actors back. No, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, imagine, that's what I want. 
Imagine uh, if they made a sequel to Mario Brothers like three years later and he gets his like doctorate degree and, and he goes back to the Mushroom Kingdom and he becomes like a human doctor working on like the mushroom people. I feel he, like I, he'd be the Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> uh, before we wrap this up, I feel like I've told you guys this before, but did you hear what Mario said to Peach when they broke up? No. Get your pit out of here. <laughs> it's a not to you. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this is bad. I All right, it. yeah. All right, I think that does it. Uh, yeah, we've got another about half hour since we <laughs> cut and went to the went to spoilers. So I really recommend this movie. I can't mm-hmm. say that enough. I'm uh, I have it open on Amazon to buy it right now. I'm just. <laughs> Debating, do I get do I get a physical copy or do I get the digital copy for five bucks? Um, yeah, I really love this movie. Um, I think that does it. So we already did all the the plugs. Tune in next week for the Muppet movie. Tune in Friday for on Twitch for some yes. video game stuff. Devin's got some things brewing that'll be pretty fun. And if they fall through, there's always Tabletop Simulator. Oh, that's going to be cool, too. Um, but yeah, uh, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm my name is Alan. My name's Ryan. My name is Devin. And we will see you later. I completely forgot that's how I wanted to open the show, but whatever. <laughs> I, it I'm works so for the ending, too. You got too. it, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. See you next week. <laughs>